0: Welcome to Life Church. We are an X two forty two community, a family on a mission to bring the life of Jesus to Warrington. We hope you're ready to hear what God has to say to you today through His Word and by His Spirit. Okay, so just I'm getting my notes ready here. You, if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Exodus seventeen. We're not there just yet, but that is where we are going. To head to. You know, whenever there has been a, a huge battle or fight in history, after the battle has, has taken place, there will be a group of people who will research it, they will analyze it, and they will be looking to see what made one side victorious, and what was it that made one side not victorious, defeated, especially if it's the underdog that has come through and claimed the victory. In 1415, the Battle of Agincourt, okay? I have a little bit of history knowledge, Lucas. Yeah, thank you. All right, okay, and Google. Um, 6,000 English soldiers went to battle with 25,000 French soldiers. The underdog won. The English beat the French because of the tactics that they were used. They, they were very good with the longbow, and it was that that took down the French army. In 1971, the Battle of Longawala, okay, Pakistan and India. 2000. Pakistan soldiers and 40 tanks versus 150 Indian soldiers, 10 camels, and a jeep, okay? And the Indian soldiers claimed that battle as victors simply because they had barbed wire and they set up a piece of flat land that looked like they had planted landmines all over it, when in fact they didn't own one. And so that made the Pakistan army so scared, they kind of tried to get through into a bush area, which was very narrow, and the Indian soldiers picked them off one by one. And so it was the underdog that claimed the victory. And now we read in Exodus 17, Moses and the Israelites, they found themselves facing an army who could easily wipe them out. And in our lives, you and I, there are times when we face battles that have the potential to wipe us out, to knock us off our feet. And sometimes these battles, they hit us physically, sometimes these battles hit us emotionally, sometimes these battles hit us spiritually and sometimes it can seem in our life where they're just one after another just one thing after another just coming against us and I'm sure like like me we would all like it if we didn't have to face any battles in our lives We would love it if life just was plain sailing. we just go from our work to our family to to our hobbies, and there was just nothing that came against us. But we know that's not true. We know at some point, something is going to knock us off our feet. There is going to be a worry that consumes us. And it is in those moments how we face that battle that will have an impact on our journey but Jesus gave us these words he gave us the first strategy to help us face these battles he said listen in this world you are going to have trouble so there it is you are going to have trouble all right you're going to face a battle so expect it it's going to come but then he says but take heart I have overcome the world In other words, we're going to face the battles. And what we need is for God to show us and reveal to us how in those battles we can be victorious and stand firm on the journey that God has us on. So let's turn to Exodus 17. We're going to read from verse 8. While the people of Israel were still in Rephidim, The warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon grew tired, so he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and earth found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. After the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder and read it aloud to Joshua. I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. He said, They have raised their fist against the Lord's throne. So now, the Lord will be at war with the the Amalek generation after generation. And in the analysis that we've just read there of that fight, we see three things that we're going to look at tonight that helped Moses and Joshua gain a victory in a fight where they were the underdogs. And the first thing we're going to see is the physical. Since leaving Egypt, the Israelites have been spared two battles. The first, last week Del mentioned it in Exodus 13. God took them on a longer route so that they wouldn't have to cross the Philistine path. Because God knew, coming straight from slavery, this people were not ready for a battle. And the second battle they could have faced, but God came through for them, was in Exodus 14. They're pressed up against the Red Sea. The Egyptians are coming towards them. And Moses says to the people, listen, watch, today God is going to fight for us. And the people watched as God, with his hands, he parted the Red Sea. The people walked through. And as the Egyptian army went after them to devour them, God removed his hands and the sea came and crushed them and killed them. And so now the Israelites, they find themselves in Rephidim, which means place of rest. The Israelites finally had landed in a good place They were free, and they could breathe again after 430 years of slavery. The last thing they expected was for an army to come against them and try and devour them. The Amalekites were distant relatives of the Israelites. Amalek was the grandson of Esau. And they lived in the Canaan hills and as I can imagine, as this huge nation of people began to move into a new territory, the Amalekites were scared and they thought we need to finish these people off. In Deuteronomy 25 we read that the Amalekites attacked them at their weakest point. They went from behind. They took out the stragglers. They went for the weak. They went for the poor. They went for the sick. They went for the pregnant. They went for the young. And the Amalekites took out the vulnerable, probably before the front of the nation of Israel had even realized. They went in from behind to attack. And so Moses and the Israelites knew they had to fight this battle. They had to come against this enemy otherwise the enemy would come even more so against them and you know sometimes battles that we fight they're not always battles for us sometimes we have to stand in the gap and we have to fight battles on behalf of other people and we might not feel qualified we might feel completely unskilled but if we don't stand up who will i heard a great story this morning one of the ladies at Orford, she stood up and she just wanted to testify to how, how God can use us even if we think we cannot be used. And she said, I'm completely unskilled. She said, I am, she said, I cannot talk in public. She said, that is not me at all. But she said, in my community, there was something happening. And She said, I knew that as a follower of Jesus, I have to stand up for that. I have to stand up and my voice has to be heard and she said within a few weeks she said I found myself she said on a platform talking with over 6,000 people and leading them in this issue in our community and as followers of Jesus we need to be prepared even if we feel we haven't got all the skills to stand up when there is something going on that needs to be stopped I remember my first school fight I know. Phoebe, close your ears. All right, I was 10 years of age. I know, I was young, okay? And there was this new girl that had started in our school. And for some reason, she had it in for this, this other girl who, she didn't say boo to a goose, all right? She was really quiet. Like, she was somebody actually you didn't really talk to because she was just silent. She just so quiet. And she sent her this note, What this one day, all right, playtime infant wall, I'm going to batter you. I mean, it was ridiculous. And I remember feeling so angry inside, and I just grabbed the note, and I went, I don't think so. Sarah is going to meet you there instead. All right, okay. (laughs) Because I'm hard, me. You know where Phoebe gets it from now. All right, okay. I'm hard, all right. So, I sent the note back, and then thought, oh, flip. (laughs) This girl's this tall, and she's going to absolutely batter me. But I thought, no. How dare she? Come and pick on this girl. Like, who does she think she is? So anyway, at playtime, I'm standing there by the infant wall, hands on my hips, like, come on then, if you think you're hard enough kind of thing. And I'm standing there, determined facial expression. She took one look at me, and she walked away. She backed off. and No, she didn't. All right, okay. I'll tell you later what happened, what the outcome was. The reality is we need to prepare to fight we have to whatever issue comes up in society in the people we love we have to be active just like Joshua did listen Joshua he wasn't prepared for battle they'd been in slavery we don't even know if they knew how to hold a weapon we don't even know what weapons they had and yet it says overnight he gathered a group of men and he said we are going to fight for our nation, for our women, for our children. We are going to go out on behalf and we are going to fight. Psalm 82.3 says this, it says, defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Are you willing, am I willing to jump into battle and defend those who need defending? And so the first element that Moses and the Israelites, Israelites found in their battle was that to stand firm, they needed to fight. The second important element to standing firm, being victorious in the battle, is relational. Okay, everyone, hold your hands up high. Go on, in the in the in the air. Hold your hands up high like you read really it. Yeah. Okay. All right. If I was to make you do that now for the next half an hour, I won't. Okay. You can put your hands down. But. After a while you know gravity does its work doesn't it and the blood starts to kind of come down and um, your arms start to get a little bit heavier and it's kind of like oh man this is this is really aching and you know I mean there are some kids in school you sometimes see them with their hands up and you think they want to ask a question you say what 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 do you want oh I'm just giving my arm a rest and I'm like really how is that restful okay but arms and yeah for a long period of time the blood starts to flow down it's not great And that's just what happened with Moses. Look at this. Someone gave us a Moses staff from Lim Church, actually. They came, didn't they, Lucas? They gave you a staff. I know, it was. Okay, Moses' arms grew. It is your staff. It's it's not me. We'll get that, yeah. All right, okay, Moses' arms grew tired. He held high the staff God had given him. Remember at the burning bush? God said, pick up that staff. And Moses carried it everywhere with him. And he held it up high in the sky, just like an army holds up the flag. This is who we are. This is who we belong to. And eventually his arms just began to ache. And the blood flowed down and it was just all a bit hard. Except at the moment he did that, we read, the Israelite army began to be crippled. They couldn't fight like suddenly the Amalekites coming towards them they had the advantage and so Moses quickly he flings his arm back up into the air but soon you know a couple of hours have passed now and it's like oh man this is too hard like, I know my arm's got, it hurts. Like, I've got pins and needles. There's, there's literally, I can't move my fingers. Like, I'm aching, and he's rotating his arm and his, his neck and, and all that. And suddenly, the Amalekites begin to kill off some of the Israelites. And he's looking down from the hill, and he sees at uh, one stage the, the Israelites are moving one way, but now the Amalekites, they're pushing back. And he flings it high, and he turns to Aaron and says, I can't do this. It's too much, it's too hard. And so what does it we read? Aaron and her grab a stone. They sit him down and they get alongside Moses. Even the mighty man of Moses could not do it on his own. He needed the help of his friends. When we're in a battle, when we're facing tough things, we need to be surrounded by people who can help us. Listen, Aaron and Hur could not carry this staff. It was not their job to carry it. God had given the responsibility for this battle to Moses. They couldn't carry the staff, but they could carry him. And so they sat either side of him, and they held up his arms while he held up the stick. And there'll be times when you and I, we get weary carrying the things we're carrying. When the burden just becomes too heavy for us to manage on our own. The battle when our children seem disinterested with things of God. The marriage that no longer seems to hold joy. The struggle with that sin in our lives. When those thoughts seem to overwhelm our mind and our arms drop. It's too much to carry, and so we need people around us who, as we hold it, as we, as we, as we, as we carry what we're carrying, people who will help us lift up our prayer to God. Paul, the apostle of Jesus, wrote to the early church, and he used the illustration of a human body to explain how the family of Christ should operate. He writes, the body of Christ is just like the human body. It has many parts, all with different jobs, all supporting each other. And God places the parts where he wants them. You're placed here today because God wants you here. And when one part suffers, the other parts suffer. Even Paul, when he was shut away in prison at the end of his life, He writes and he says, Mark, Timothy, come quickly to me. He needed those friends around him who would encourage him in his faith to the end of his days. And Aaron and Hur, they were those parts that God placed around Moses. And they were as fully committed to the fight as Moses and Joshua. They had a different role to play. But they literally carried Israel through the fight. And God has called some of you here in this room to be an Aaron and to be a her. He has called you to get alongside people and help them carry the weight of the battle they are facing. And some of you here in this room tonight, you need an Aaron. You need a her to come alongside you and help you with the things that you're carrying. And finally, the third thing. And the analysis of this battle is the spiritual. I've already said, every time Moses held the the staff high above his head, the Israelites were winning. And when he dropped it low, the Amalekites had the advantage. Every time the presence and the power of God was lifted high, achievement was made. And when it wasn't, Joshua and his army were beaten. They couldn't do it. In their own strength. There's a song we sing here at Life Church, and it simply says these words When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. When all I see is the mountain, God, you see a mountain moved. And as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. There's nothing to fear, for I am safe with you. And then there's this bit here it says, So when I fight, Says, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Just because God is on our side does not mean we're not going to face battles or that we don't have to fight. It's just that we fight differently. There is a confidence and an assurance that we can encounter when we learn to fight God's way simply because we put him in full control. And that is why Moses climbed to the hill that day. The staff that God gave him at the burning bush, it represented the presence and the power of God. And by holding it up above his head, Moses was saying, God We are calling on you, our protector and our helper. And Moses appealed to God for his help in the battle. Moses placed the Israelite army in a position where they were totally reliant upon God. And the victory, although fought physically by Joshua and involved the helping hands of Aaron and Hur, it was a spiritual victory that day. And God says this to Moses. He says, listen, write all this down for Joshua. Why did God want it written down for Joshua? It's so that over time, as years went on, they would not forget who had won that battle. That it wasn't by man's power. It wasn't by man's might. But it was by the power and the presence of God. Forty years later, they're reminded of it. Joshua is reminded as they go into the promised land. Joshua, the man who was, someone's got to fight. I will gather a group of men and we will fight for our nation. It's the same Joshua that God gives the position of leading the nation into the promised land. Almost 40 years on from my school fight, <laughs> I can't fully remember how the fight went. I just remember that I cried. I ended up on the floor. But what I do know that day is, is that I became friends with that girl. And she never picked on anyone else. She was just after a friend. She just had so much stuff going on in her life. She just needed someone to stand up and become a friend to her. But I did learn that day, the blessed are the peacemakers, because they don't get hurt. (laughs) All right, simple as that. And listen, as Joshua moved forward that day into the promised land, God wanted Joshua to remember, I am Jehovah Nissi, I am your banner, I am your protector, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. They won the fight because they made God the captain of their fight. And making God the captain changed the outcome of the fight. But Moses had to place him there. In the battles we face, the things you're up against, the things I'm up against, God can only be the captain if we put him there. Even Jesus, as he went to the cross, as he fought sin and darkness for you and me, as he physically allowed his life to be sacrificed, and he was beaten for us. Even he asked Peter, James, John, come pray with me, as I go and pray, as I spend my final hours, come, I need you with me. And through Jesus' death and resurrection, he overcame death, hell, and the grave but even jesus had to submit to the will of god hold god high say god not your will not my will in this battle but your will that is how jesus could say these words you will have trouble in this world but take heart because i have overcome the world jesus understands your battle tonight Jesus knows the battle you're going through. Jesus has been through the battle. And so we've been talking about, haven't we, being prepared on the journey. And how we stand firm tonight. And so three things to finish off with. To stand firm, we have to be active. We might get hurt, but we have to do something. To stand firm, we need others around us. You need an Aaron, you need a hearse. someone who's going to help carry you and the things that you face right through to the end. They will be there for you. And to stand firm, we have to give it to God. God, whatever the outcome of this battle, I place you in full control. I trust you, God. I trust you. Lord, I thank you that you do not leave us to walk this journey on our own. Lord, I thank you that you go ahead of us. You are behind us. Lord, you are at the side of us. Lord, you walk through things with us. But Lord, we have to allow you to do that. And God, when the things just seem to try and overwhelm us, Lord, I pray that you will not be the last one on our mind but as Moses did Lord you will be the first thing that we raise Lord we will know what it is to fix our eyes on you Lord that we will know what it is to lift high your name and say Jesus cover me Jesus help me Jesus you are the only one who is the answer in this situation and Lord I pray that in this room Lord that we will know what it is to be Aaron and hers to each other that, God, that we would know what it is to carry each other, to help each other when we're going through tough stuff, but that, God, that we would know what it is to open up, Lord, when we're struggling and say, I need help. I need someone with me through this. Lord, I pray that this would be, Lord, we would be a church, your body, Lord, of many parts, God. Just working together as you have designed us. Lord, we are not here by accident. Lord, and as it's already been said tonight, some branches are on the floor. But Lord, you're putting them back in. You are mending. You are rebuilding. You are bringing strength, Lord. Lord, the jigsaw pieces, God. Lord, all fitting together. Lord, each part important. Lord, I pray for every single one of us tonight. Whatever battle we face, Lord, know that you are the captain of it. God and we can hand it over to you yes Jehovah Nisi you are our banner we love you Jesus amen we've come to the end of this week's message we hope you've been impacted and inspired keep up to date with everything that's happening by visiting our website at